Good evening, Mr. Jones. It's great to have you on on Bry Radio. You're with the heads of school, Bree and Ollie, and uh, it's great to have you in the studio, as I just said. So um, I think we've got a few little questions for you, kind of coming up to the end of term and a year on into your into your headship, I believe. So just a little bit of a first question. I think we're going to go into what well, uh, what was last week, uh, last year, if that makes sense. So a year ago this week, what were you doing, if you remember? Yeah. So a year ago. This week, I was going through the interview process to uh, in applying to become the next head of Bryanston. So, uh, so I've obviously been the acting head since November, and then this week was when all the interview, well, a lot of the interviews were. So it, it was spread over a few weeks, but this was the kind of the final, the final rounds, if you will. So I was trying to combine the end of term and keep you know everything going smoothly at school with all the interview processes as well. So it's quite a stressful time. I remember definitely, right. definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it all worked out well in the end. Yes, of course. Cool. So what does it feel like to be the head of Bryanston? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously people ask me that and quite often and my stock answer is that I genuinely love it. It's it's brilliant. Uh, feel very honoured to be the head of Bryanston um, and I, I kind of recognise that it's it's... You look at other heads. I guess it's headship has come to me relatively quickly and earlier in my career. I guess so. I feel very honoured and very lucky that I've got this opportunity. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's, it's an amazing school. Um, and although I'm, my name is there as the head of Bryanston, it's 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 a huge community. I think that's the thing that I've probably discovered most in this role. You've got the pupils, you've got the staff, you've got the parents, but you've also got a humongous old Bryanstonian network and it's amazing wherever you go almost in the world and people ask you what you do and you start talking to people you've never met before and I tell them how many people have heard of Bryanston and how many people have got a connection to, to Bryanston somehow and actually that makes you realise just just how well known Bryanston is and how what a significant institution it is and again, and sort of coming back to myself, I feel, that's, I feel really honoured that I have the opportunity to, to be the head here. So, so yeah, I guess I don't know if that answer your question in terms of what yes, it means. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm sure lots of people are, are dying to know. So can you give us a little bit of an, of an update um, on the current state of the school and what steps have been taken to ensure its continued success? Yeah, well, I could throw that back at you two, really, given that you're here at the moment, living and breathing it as heads of school. Um, but an update on the current state of the school. I think it's uh, I think it's busy, first and foremost. We are, as you are well aware, we're getting to the business end of the year. We're going going into the final term. So it's uh, for, for you guys and, and for the bees, it's, it's public exams. So it's uh, everybody's kind of gearing up towards that. I think you get a real... You sort of notice that change. All the all the fun activities are out the way. The uh, charities weekend and the A3 festival and all those bits and pieces. And now everyone's kind of in business mode. So so I think that's what's happening at the moment in terms of the current feel. Um, and it's I, I'd like to think there's a lot of energy about the place at the moment. I think there's there's lots of there's lots of ideas out there. There's lots of projects that that are running. Um, and yeah, I think there's there's a lot of good energy and there's a lot of good. People are talking about Bryanston as, as an exciting place, which is super. Um, and in terms of continued continued success, I guess we're always looking at that continued success. Um, it's about reinforcing exactly what 
exactly what Bryanston is. I think that's so important. We've, we've done a lot of work on that sort of hearts and minds piece and, and the brilliant work around the promise and everything we've done there. Um, and, and, and staying true to what has made Bryanston the school it is today and the success it's had. So the focus on the individual, our one-to-one -one tutoring, our Bryanston method, all those sorts of things, but at the same time just looking around it, the, the things that we need to be developing and how we're moving forward as a school. Um, and we've done a lot of a lot of work on our strategy um, and the areas of, of excellence that we really want to focus on. And, and ultimately, for me, it's about making sure that, that Bryanston is an environment where every pupil can, can fulfil their potential. Because there's excellence within everybody, right? And, and the difficult thing that, in, the difficult part in your teenage years is not necessarily knowing where that area is and what, where that passion is. So I think the, the real key for me is how do we create an environment here that allows every pupil to fulfil their potential? And we talk a lot about our breadth of opportunities and, and that's brilliant, but also our one-to-one -one tutoring, the coaching, the mentoring that goes into it. That's the environment that we're trying to create here. Of course. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are some of the biggest trends and changes that you have that you see on the horizon for Bryanston? And how do you plan for us to stay ahead of the curve in education and the skills pupils need to be successful? Big question. Big question. Uh, trends, changes that you see on the horizon for Bryanston. I think I think education as a whole is going through change at the moment um, a lot of that has been on the back of, of covid and what happened there um, i think we are starting to look at the types of pupils that, that, that schools want to be producing all of the skill sets that pupils need when they leave school and i think for too long we've had too narrow a focus on on the purely academic outcomes um, and now people are starting to realise the importance of the soft skills um, that pupils need to have when they leave here. So, you know, if we just look at our standard ed education model, we're one of the only we're one of the only education systems in the world that asks pupils to specialise so early um, in terms of A levels, and that has worked for generations because pupils have specialised, they've chosen their, if they've gone on to university, chosen their degree and they've gone off and done a career that's that's linked to that. And more often than not, they've stuck in one career. That's changing. And, and you guys will probably go and have two, three, four, five different careers. Um, and with what's happening with technology and innovation and disruption now, it is a very different environment. Um, so that, that all-round holistic education is absolutely crucial. You've got to have the discipline, you've got to have the academic rigour. That's so important, that's what gets your foot through the door. But actually, it's far bigger than that. It's far bigger than that um, in terms of the, the problem-solving, that, that skill set, the creative thinking. And, and in a weird way, Bryanston has always, has always focused on that and has always been seen as a very progressive, liberal, out-there school because we've focused on those qualities. But now everybody else is talking the same language as us. And in a way, that's great because it, it, it reassures us that what we've been talking about the whole time has been right. But at the same time, it, it makes it harder for us to, to, to make that distinction between what we do and our approach in other schools. So, so it's, that's a challenge for, for me and, and for us as a school to, 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 to talk about how we, how we do truly differentiate ourselves from other schools when they're using the same language. But the key is that we're really authentic about it 
and you walk around Bryanston and you see what we're talking about is in action everywhere. Um, I always think one of the best things is when you walk through Jefferies and you see main corridor and main hall and you just see one-to-one -one conversations that are going mm. on there. And that is Bryanston. That's it's the relationship between the pupils and the staff and that's one of the things that makes it so special. And throwing it back to you, I mean, that tutor system, how important has it been for you? For me, it's been um, really important, I would say. I love speaking to my tutor um, every week. Um, obviously, it's the fifth year that I've um, done that with her now. She's so lovely, and she's always helping me with anything that I need and stuff, like whether it's within the classroom or extracurricular, or even just like catching up about like, my family and my day-to-day -day life. And so I've loved having her as my tutor. It's sad that it's coming to the end of the five years now, but I know that I'll definitely stay in touch with her after I leave school and update her on all the new stuff I'm sort of doing after Bryanston so I've loved it. Yeah absolutely similarly to Brie actually um, well, I've Doc Carney the ones for Doc Carney in physics so um, little mention to him but I I mean similarly I think one of one of the great things that Bryce has is not only its holistic approach to school life but also you know that one-to-one -one connection as you were just saying you know you get that immediately as soon as you walk into the main school corridor. Um, personally I think it's been a huge guiding um, well kind of theme for me really through Bryanston so um, it's kind of kept me on the straight and narrow in most in most uh, instances kept me up to date with my work those little conversations they go such a long way um, not only with keeping you on track but also um, you know with kind of all aspects of school life really that whole holistic idea um, it really kind of encapsulates in that kind of one conversation that you have with your tutor so um, that weekly meeting it really really goes a long way so I hope that answers your question it does it does <laughs> and again throwing it back to you now Go Mr on. Jones um, how do you measure the happiness of our pupils it's quite a tricky one I know I can appreciate so and what efforts um, have been made so far to ensure that um, all pupils really feel supported and content yeah and there is no there is no measure for happiness mm. So, and that's really interesting because schools are generally measured in terms of academic league tables, which is wrong on so many levels because, as I was talking about, it's, education is so much more than just academic performance and outcomes. So how do we measure happiness? Well, ultimately, I guess we don't, we don't measure it. We don't put a value on it. It's, it's, but we have such systems here and the pastoral care is absolutely at the heart of what we do. So, and again, talking to the converted here with you two but in terms of the house system that we have the house masters house mistresses or house parents you know they're your daily contact they're the ones who know what you're like they recognize when you're when you're up and you're down when you're happy when you're sad your matrons you know our catering team whether it's in the cafe or the dining hall um, your tutors there's so many touch, touch points at Brighton and people who know you individually that it's it's that network to ensure that your happiness is 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 always it's a paramount importance. And I'm a massive believer that if if you're gonna get the most out of your five years here or your two years or three years, however long it may be, you need to be happy. You need to enjoy it. And and again, part of that is that taking ownership of the journey, which I think we I think we do really well as a school, that we allow our pupils, although there's so much structure actually at the top of that we allow that independence and, and and for you to take ownership of it and i think if, if you can do that and pupils are engaged in their journey then they are going to be happier but at the same time we're dealing with uh, you know 
the fallout of COVID, we're dealing with all the issues of mental health that we're seeing now. And that makes it a challenge. And, and schools have become very different places because of that. And 10, 15 years ago, you would focus on purely teaching. Whereas now the pastoral side of school life is has, has absolutely taken off and quite rightly so. Um, and teachers have had to learn to become kind of counsellors in a way as well um, to help deal with those things. Um, and, and as a school for me, and I've, I've talked, I think, on, on here before about we need to create an environment where our pupils feel supported and feel happy. And lots and that's and that's a huge holistic area around how are we helping with create the right environment for sleep? How are we helping you make the right choices when it comes to nutrition? How are we doing all these sorts of things that actually helps with well-being? And then it's making sure that we've got the support networks around us. But when you know things will still go wrong, that whether it's the medical centre, whether it's all that pastoral network that I've just talked about, are in place and can recognise when things aren't going right, so that then we can step in early with early interventions. Um, so again, I think Bryanston, from my experience, is a school that has lots and lots of support in place, and it's something that we we're really proud of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. So last year you spoke about your vision for the school. Can you give us an update on how that vision has evolved and what progress has been made? Or do you have any exciting announcements to share with us today? Yeah, it's been a busy 12 months. There's been lots going on. So in that time, we have pretty much written and, and started delivering a new strategy. Um, so again, sorry for any repetition, but at, at the heart of what we spoke about was was what's made Bryanston what it is today. So. Mm making sure that our, we're true to our, our, our Bryanston method, which is all based on the Dalton plan with our educational um, approach, making sure that we're true to that, making sure that our, our focus on, on one-to-one tutoring is there. So one of, one of the, the key programmes that we're going to be delivering over the next few years is that we're going to put all of our tutors through an accredited coaching and mentoring programme. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of time, but we're going to roll that out from September. Um, so that will upskill all of our current tutorial staff, which I think is going to be a huge benefit to, to all our pupils. And not just not just in that tutor relationship, but also actually as classroom teachers. Um, so, so coaching and mentoring, how we develop that, how we develop the consistency of our tutoring, because that's at the heart of what we're about. So a big commitment to making that as, as good as it possibly can be. Um, and then around that, we've, we've spoken a lot about the four pillars that, that, that we really want to have areas of excellence in at the school. So two of which are kind of long established, successful areas of, of a Bryanston education. So, so our creative and performing arts being one of those. So obviously we're delighted Miss, Mrs. Green joined us in January as our, as our new director of performing arts. Mm. And I'm really excited about what she's, well, already what she's brought to the role, but what she's going to bring to that role over the, over the coming months and years. Um, and I think we've seen some brilliant stuff in dance this term. It's been some of the real highlights. It's yeah. been those entering yeah. these, these competitions, the dance show. Of course. Everything that's been going on there is, has been absolutely fantastic. Um, we've created our own in-house creative team um, that Bex Williams, our, our customer engagement director, has set up. That for me is really exciting. And again, that's what Bryanston should be about. So some of the campaigns that we're launching in terms of marketing and advertising, well, actually we've got so much knowledge and expertise amongst our pupil body. Let's, and you guys know this place so well. Let's get, let's, let's get, let's get you guys helping to, to, to create those, those campaigns 
and, and, and work on that. So that's something that Bex is set up. So that's really a really exciting development as well within that space. Um, so lots going on within within the creative and performing arts. The second pillar that we're talking about is is sports and well-being. So um, Rory McCann is joining us as, as director of sport um, for next term. So him and his family are moving down from Scotland next week. Um, and he'll continue the great work that, that Mr. Firma Dunman has done. So, so that's a really exciting development there. We are we're doing some some really exciting stuff with with, with a company called Performance Three, which which is a, you know, a chap called Joe Lydon, who you may not have heard of, but some some people will of Joe. Joe is a former Great Britain and Wigan Rugby League player, and he's. He's worked with Clive Woodward, Clive Woodward in the 2003 England coaching setup when we won the World Cup. He's worked with Warren Gatland at Wales. He's, he's currently involved in the Ireland setup, and he's doing some work with us for the next 12 months about uh, or around helping us set up a, a high performance sevens rugby program at the school. Wow. So that's really exciting, and and part of that is yes, it's focus. It's quite niche in terms of rugby and sevens, but actually it's more about the culture. So and the environment that we provide for the pupils who are going to be involved in that and that's and that's boys and girls. And what we hope to see is by working with someone like Joe, who has incredible knowledge and, and experience, is actually then how we translate building a successful kind of performance environment into other areas of school life. So whether that be other sports, whether that be music, drama, academics, I think there's an awful lot as a school we can learn from other environments and I think maybe that's something that schools haven't been particularly good at in the past it's, it's kind of this is always the way we do things in schools mm. so what I'm keen to do is, is to work with people outside of, of, of education to see how we can learn things from them um, so that for me is a really exciting development and, and Joe is Joe's already been involved and I learn so much from him every time I speak to him which is great. So he's going to be working closely with with, with Rory McCann, our new director of sport, um, and we're in the process of appointing a head, a head of rugby at the moment, and, and generally across our sports team to to look at how we can create this environment to allow our pupils to thrive and succeed. So, and like I say, that's going to hopefully spill out into other areas of school life. So that's that's really exciting. So that's a great development. Um, and then the other two the other two pillars are. Or kind of newer pillars, I guess, um, things that we're, we're looking at where we can really drive forward and that are more relevant for, for where we want to go. So our, our entrepreneurship and innovation strand. So that's um, there's been that that's how we how we ingrain this this kind of mindset and philosophy into into what we do at Brighton. And, and again, if you talk to all Brightonians, I'm amazed at how many of them have gone on to do their own things, they forged yeah. their own path Absolutely. in the world. Um, and so I think it fits pretty naturally with what we're about anyway. I went to a, it was an OBs networking event up in London recently. And again, just listening to some of the stories of what these OBs have gone on to do is, is absolutely inspiring. And how we can link that back to, to you guys, to our current people body. I think the stuff that we can be doing there. Our Green Power team, they, they came and asked for, for a bigger budget. They were fed up of their cardboard and chicken wire electric car. And they wanted some, a bigger budget to use some better materials. Um, and rather than just looking at giving them that bigger budget, what, what we asked them to do was go away and create a, a pitch, write a deck, put together a sponsorship package. We got a, an, an old Brinestonian who's, who's, who's doing great things in, in his own world at the moment to come back and help and support and mentor them. We then invited in four or five local businesses and, and some, of the, some of the team from, from Green Power then pitched for funding. Um, 
which they were successful in and raised raised I think nearly ten thousand pounds in funding to then put into their green power project to help drive that program so again it's about we want to be aspirational in terms of everything that we do here if we're going to do a project let's do it to the best of our ability um, but in terms of that entrepreneurship and innovation, let's always have that in our mindset as well. So that's, so that's really cool. That's really exciting. And, and now it's about looking for the opportunities in which to do that. Um, I'm really keen to see how, like I say, we can link our old Brinestonians, look at potential funding for, for ideas that our pupils might come up with. Um, and then if people do leave Brinestone and, and have got ideas, how do we put them in touch with, with other OBs and, and start to create a bit of a, a, bit of a, almost a funding network there for each other. So, so that's exciting. And then finally, pillar put four is all about the digital world. Mm-hmm. So, and that comes across what we're doing and how we deliver our education at the moment. You know, you guys have all got your own devices. Lots of schools have standard issued, whether it's um, iPads or Surface Pros, those sorts of things. So how are we doing that? How are we more consistent with our delivery of our digital education? At the moment, I think we've got a bit of work to do on that. So that's kind of... Well, on a basic level in terms of our education, but beyond that, how do we make sure that, that everybody, all our pupils leaving Bryanston have got the digital literacy that they need to enter the world of, of work when they when they step away from here? And I think, although everyone can use a laptop and you know everyone's pretty good with their tech now, there's certain, there's certain bits there that I don't think we've, everybody necessarily has the skill set and that digital literacy that they need. So we're working on trying to devise a bit of a programme to make sure everybody does have that when they leave and again that's that's i think that could be pretty pretty exciting but there's still work to be done on that one yeah absolutely i think it's great how brightston isn't from what you're saying isn't you know bound by these traditional values and they're all very relevant and timely moving forward which is great so i like that it is it's, it's that mixture isn't it of, we've got to keep that heart but we've got to be keep we've got to keep looking forward absolutely and, and, and over veteran and no the new and the old. Um, so another question for you, Mr. Jones. So coming back over the last term or so, what has been the highlight for you, and uh, what event or events plural have stood out for you that have been particularly memorable? This term, yeah. I mean, there's been so much. Hasn't there? There's been loads. I'm going to ask you for yours in a minute. But A3 um, Festival. I always love the A3 Festival. There's no other school in the country that has a that has all their lower six or A3s in our case doing a fancy dress conga. That doesn't happen, so I love that. I love how unique it is and uh, to, to Brian's and the performances this year were amazing. The quality, obviously, obviously yours was great. <laughs> <laughs> but the A3, I thought the quality of the, the shows and the performances were amazing. Uh, Charities Weekend, which yeah. you brilliantly organised and delivered. Again, not many schools that can go out and as a whole community come together and raise the amount of money that we did. Um, I love the music concert we had last night. So organised mm. purely by the pupils, um, they went to our music staff back in January and said, okay, you guys organise these amazing concerts for us, we want to lead one now. So music through the ages, put a trailer together. I think there was probably about 30, 40 pupils involved from all five year groups. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing. And that kind of that culmination of our RA2s going on that journey and then at the end of it saying, right, we're now able to run our own concerts is brilliant. So I love that. Um, we've had Rosalind Park Sevens this week. Yeah. Seeing the first the first team win all their group games day one, get through to the second round, play some brilliant rugby, uh, and again just getting some of the emails that I receive from parents who just say that you know the, the memories that they're taking that they'll leave Bryanston with from that experience over the last few days was great. Um, I was down at Skern Lodge 
uh, earlier this week with the Seas. You'll remember. Did you get to do Spoon Lodge? No, it, we it was didn't. COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. So you didn't get to do it. So seeing them surfing <laughs> and doing the underground tunnels and all that sort of stuff around the campfire. Again, brilliant. That was brilliant. So loads of highlights, loads of stuff going on. What about for you? For me, it would definitely have to be AT Charities Weekend. I think a lot, we both put a lot of effort and hard work into that. And it's been amazing because um, the charity Hope for Ghana has begun to like actually start to build the water borehole and the reverse osmosis machine and stuff. And so hopefully we'll get to see some more like videos and photos over Easter and the beginning of next term, which is just amazing to see like the product of all our hard work and fundraising and being able to actually donate the money to be able to build infrastructure for a village of about a thousand thousand people to have clean fresh running water i think is so rewarding and we're so both so grateful for the opportunity to be able to do something like that it's amazing and how are we gonna how are we gonna feed back to everybody who is involved have we got any plans to do that yet um no plans just as of yet but i think as he sends me videos and photos and stuff we might put like a a video together yeah. and maybe like share that just so that everyone can see like thank you all so much this is what we've put together and this is what we've been able to do um i know that he sort of has like a couple of photos and stuff so we can always put that together um and just like a lot of the community people will be like think thanking us and like saying that in the videos as well so we can show that to everyone which would be great yeah likewise i feel like i have to i feel like i, have, I do i admittedly it was absolutely great fun um a lot of hard work but similarly to brie i think the a2 charities weekend as always is a staple of um the spring term um i think a little bit more so for us this year obviously because it's you know i guess it's our a2 charities weekend a lot of hard work a lot of um which we're super grateful for money raised and going to some great causes um as brie was just saying i think for me um the quality of the a3 festival this year was really out of this world it was something i completely wasn't expecting obviously the quality as always is, is pretty good um but i think this year's bunch of a3s are incredibly talented and they put on seven incredible great um plays that you know were i think a couple of them definitely um you know more so than other years in my opinion were really you know had that west end almost quality to it and you know had that touring capability which i believe um i want to say fleabag i believe is has the potential or maybe even is um, after speaking to a couple of girls in that um, going on tour, I think, or they're re-performing it, which just shows how incredible and talented um, some of the Bryanston pupils are. They're really keen to take it up to Edinburgh Fringe. Mm. So, it's well, yeah, if we can make yeah. that work, because it, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. So, so, speaking of pupils, what steps do you take to ensure that pupils' voices are heard and that they are involved in shaping the school's direction and priorities? Yeah, I think there's... As, again, as you know, there's 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 quite a few things that we do, but also more that we could be doing as well. So coming on the radio and allowing you guys to have your own radio shows and things like that is definitely part of it. But um, obviously the, the, the prefect body is, is important here at Bryanston and the role that the prefects play, um, not just within, within houses, but obviously the areas of responsibility. And that's been one of the great things that, that was only introduced two, three years ago where we actually have prefects with specific, I think this is the second year, yeah. with specific areas of responsibility and, and what we're seeing there is pupils being able to really drive areas that they're passionate about with, with, with staff kind of just supporting them but actually the prefects driving that so that's that's been huge. Um, obviously we've got the, cat, the, the people council and the school council that we have. Uh, one of the great things at Bryanson is the pupil assemblies. Again, we do so many of those that happen 
and that opportunity for people to stand up on stage and talk about their passions, interests. I mean, obviously we had DJ DJ Zan on, uh, yeah. on Monday, Monday talking about his music, and I can I'm not sure I need to do any more assemblies. To be honest. <laughs> I, think, I think he can take over. So so there's lots of opportunities for our pupils to be to be involved, hopefully, in in various areas of school life. But like I say, I think there's always there's always more we could be doing in that. But again, as a, as a school compared to other schools that I've worked at the involvement of the pupils is far greater here. And I think part of that is because, again, it comes back to that fact that they feel like there's more engagement and more ownership of the journey and they're treated like adults, so as much as possible. So I think um, I think we're pretty good at it, but definitely, definitely always look at ways to improve. Yeah, of course. Um, I think, well, do you have a, a message or um, a comment that you'd like to share with our pupils and parents? And um, what would your hopes for the school, what were your hopes really for the school in the coming uh, academic year? Yeah, I think I think really it's it's a thank you to 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 the pupils and and the parents for making my first year so enjoyable. Um, obviously, I, I I have lots of interactions with with parents, whether that's on the sideline of on a Saturday or at different concerts or, or what have you. And and generally, you know, nowhere's ever perfect, and there's always issues everywhere. But on the whole, it's 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 been incredibly supportive, and I found it a really supportive environment, which is which I'm really grateful for. Um, and and ultimately, I think looking ahead, myself, the whole staff body here, we're just are incredibly committed to making Bryanston the best it possibly can be, and it's got such a strong foundation, and and our whole educational philosophy is so current, and it's absolutely spot on for what what education should be. But it's about always looking forward and how we are best preparing you guys to leave Bryanston as well equipped as you possibly can be to go and make a difference in the world. Um, and that's our that's our ambition. And we've got to be ambitious. We've got to be ambitious for you. And, and I will never make any apologies for having high expectations because we want to create an aspirational culture at Bryanston where we provide you with all these amazing opportunities. And, and, and my plea for anybody who's here or who's thinking of coming to Brighton is that they come here with an open mind and with an attitude and a mindset that they're going to try things mm-hmm. and they're going to try and be the best that they can be and, and that we create a culture and environment where, where everybody's trying to get everything they can out of themselves and be the best that they possibly can. And, and then it's up for us to, to create that environment and, and some of the projects we've talked about today it's, it's making sure that we're giving you those opportunities and we're getting the right structures in place to allow you to thrive. So it's exciting. I, I truly think that Bryanston is is such a great place and, and, and it's such a great environment to be in and, and it's exciting to, to be able to hopefully drive that forward. Of course. So speaking of high hopes and aspirations, um, how do you motivate and inspire pupils and staff to perform at their best? And what do you consider to be the key traits of a successful leader? Oh, crikey, motivate and inspire pupils to perform at their best. Again, I think it's it's about creating the structures and the environment and it's about having the support in place to be able to do that, to allow you to be able to go and do it to be the best. And that's for staff and and, and for the pupils. So from a staff perspective, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a huge focus there on training and development um, and, and that partly ties in with what I was talking about with the whole coaching and mentoring qualifications so how do we provide our staff with the opportunities to upskill because we're talking to you guys about constantly learning 
And it's important that we as staff model that and that we're all, because we don't know all the answers, right? So we've constantly got to be learning and developing and asking how we can do things better. And that's my job to make sure that that's happening within our staff body. Um, and, and then with the pupils as well, I think if our staff are, are the best they possibly can be, then that, that gives you the best opportunities as well. And that we're constantly, like I say, looking outside of Brinston. I mean, we're, we're so lucky with what we've got here, but constantly looking outside to say, how can we take best practice from other areas? Um, so, so that's really important. And in terms of key traits of a successful leader, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm on that, I'm on that journey at the moment. I think being able to display vulnerability, you know, I don't know all the answers and putting my hands up and, and recognizing that. And, and when I, I'm, I'm very keen that when I do make mistakes, I'm big on accountability and ownership of, of, of when we do get things wrong. And I know I've talked about the ownership ladder in assembly. Um, and not having that excuse culture, and I think that's really important for for, for me as a leader because it's something that's that's important to me. Um, and being compassionate, ultimately having that compassion. Um, working in a school, I'm well aware that you know whether it's staff who come into teaching because they have a passion for education, whether it's when dealing with parents that we're talking about their children, which is the most important thing in the world to them. So. It's, it's, it's understanding that everybody has their own story um, and sometimes as a head I can be on the brunt of, of certain things and, and difficult conversations and it's having that understanding and compassion um, about different situations and, and nothing's ever, you know, I think when we're dealing with pupils and, and parents there's often one story here, one story here and the truth's probably somewhere in the middle sometimes and, and it's just recognising that. But. Um, I think I, I'm, I'm growing and developing as a leader, but I think some of those things I've just mentioned there are, are important to me. Oh, definitely. Um, I think, well, just before, the, we've got, I think me and Bree both have a couple of personal questions for you, Ooh. if that's all right, just to, just okay. as we kind of head to the tail end of the interview. So, um, obviously, you're pretty early on into your headship, so that's obviously mm. very important to take note of. But if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice before becoming the head, what would it be? Oh, crikey. I'm not even sure I've had the time to properly reflect <laughs> on, on my year. I think this Easter, I think I might sit back and, and reflect a little bit more. Um, what would I, what would I change? Was that sort of, was that? What? Yeah, well, well, no, what piece of advice would you, would you give kind of your past self um, before becoming head? I think it would probably be to try and make sure I carve out a little bit more time for for my own headspace and probably with my family. That would probably be the most important thing because in an environment like this, it's you cannot stop. You know, every night there's something going on, and and you, and you want to be at everything, but it's probably just been a little bit better with that balance. Is probably what I would say. Cool. And speaking of family and as we're approaching Easter, a different type of question. Um, I also know you have kids, but do you believe in the Easter Bunny? 100%. My my kids will be doing an Easter egg trail. In fact, they did one at the prep school today. Oh, fun. And the Easter Bunny, well, I'm pretty sure came, came very early, obviously, <laughs> but um, but yeah, 100%. He was aware. Oh, 100%. Yeah, of course. And um, Hatwell... Somewhat controversial. I don't want to spark any controversy. Oh, but how do you? F how well? How did you feel when uh, Spurs drew with uh, Southampton last Saturday? <laughs> Had to get a little been, bit of sport I've been, in. I've been stitched up here. How did you know about that? <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was uh, Archie Maldus's birthday a couple of weeks ago. So they're big Tottenham fans. So I took them to Tottenham Southampton, and we were I think we were three one up, and Southampton had bottomed the table, so they're not very good. 
and Spurs threw it away and it was three all at the end. So I was pretty frustrated, but that comes comes with the territory of being a Tottenham fan. I mean. Oh, you were somewhat, almost, you know, led on to believe victory was just in sight at half-time. Didn't, didn't quite happen, unfortunately. unfortunately. Snaps, yeah, absolutely. Mr Jones, I think we owe you a massive thank you for your time. It's been great to have you on here on Briar Radio. Hopefully everyone out there um, has enjoyed listening to both of us, all of us, um, here in the studio this evening. Um, so we want to wish you a happy Easter, um, Bree. Yeah, just thank you so much for everything and thank you for listening. Well, thank you to you two for being brilliant heads of school as well have you enjoyed it yes i think it's been so fun and um it's been an amazing experience with everything that we've been able to do um it's been incredible because like the last five years you sort of grow up in the school and being able to have the chance to sort of put your spin on stuff in the school that you've always wanted to do and just like interact with lots of other people has been really great and something that i think with us heads of school and our prefect team have thoroughly enjoyed so Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think what I found the most rewarding component of the whole head of school role is being able to interact and touch base with the community and being a little bit more, you know, um, feet on the ground, hands on the ground with so much more of the community, which I found so... And that includes the prep as well, which I found so rewarding and um, and kind of great to just meet new people um, that you wouldn't normally touch base with. So I think for me, I, I, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. And you're going to help you're going to help us appoint the next heads of school? Yes, we yes, are. So good. I believe so. I believe yes. we have a little yeah, bit of involvement. We, we put together a little um, timeline handbook for them, Brilliant. just so that they have something to follow, I guess, for next year and build on all the stuff we've sort of done this year. Um, so that should be good. And we and wish them the best of luck. And all being well, where are you two going? Tell um, everybody what your plans are. So I plan to study international development. Um, I've got all my offers and so just sort of like finalising, like going to visit them and then um, hopefully from there really. And first choice? First choice, well, my first choice might be Leeds, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm going on Wednesday, so hopefully if I see it and love it, then I'll be off to Leeds. Oh, yeah. So um, I kind of went down the dual route. So I kind of um, for university, I mean, so I was I looked into the UK and I also looked into the US as well. Um, I was really, really lucky. I was able to um, put in a little bit of hard work to um, kind of structuring a little um, kind of personal statement application to Columbia in um, the US. Uh, I managed to get in very, very lucky through this early decision process, which is very unique to the US. Um, so it's a binding, um, binding somewhat almost contract, binding agreement in a way. So that means I have to go, which is I agree to it because obviously I, I really, really want to go. Um, so I'm actually going over to New York on Sunday to have a little look round. Um, so I have been before, but um, just kind of want to get a little bit more of a feel before term starts out in August. So they're my plans for next year, a four year course. Um, yeah, super, super excited. Amazing. You guys deserve it. You've been super. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Thank you, and have a wonderful Easter. Thank you too. Cheers, guys. Thank you.